Welcome back, guys. Equity Podcast. Barrick here, uh, co-owner of Equity Fitness. Today, we're talking about how to improve our front rack. <clears throat> you guys know I like to talk uh, kind of like the mindset of things, the, the soft skills, if you will, but um, you know, you need to get some of those hard skills in. And today, we're going to talk front rack. This is definitely something that can be super frustrating if you don't have it. Um, being able to get into a proper front rack just allows you to do so many things that we do in the gym. And if you just physically can't get into that position, it's going to be challenging to do those things. So I <clears throat> um, have some tips here to help you get there. So the first thing is why. Why do we even need the front rack? Um, and or why do we do it? And the reason is it lets us load the body differently. It, it adds variety to what we're doing. <clears throat> one of the things that um, one of the things that I hope we do in the gym here is keep you not bored. That is the reason I started CrossFit. Is I was getting bored uh, at the gym, and the front rack lets us throw variety into the workout, and it also keeps our body guessing. On, uh, another thing that allows us to do is it requires strength, it requires flexibility, it requires mobility, and it helps developing those things are going to help other positions as well. So it's just overall just a great um, position to work on for your overall fitness. <clears throat> All right, so let's dig in now to how we improve. We're going to go in, we're going to focus on three things. The first one is ID, IDing, identifying the issue. Then we're going to talk about passive ways to improve our position. And then we're going to talk about active ways to um, improve our position. So first, identifying what the actual issue is. <clears throat> Just saying, hey, you have a front rack, you can't get into a proper front rack position isn't helpful. So we need to figure out what is the issue. We're going to... We're going to start with the three main things. What I'm not going to cover is um, people that are just starting where they just say their wrists hurt. Um, that's just getting used to it. Um, it's not a necessarily a, an issue. Um, yes, it is uncomfortable, and we've all been there, and we've done workouts, even though we've been doing this for years, that our wrists will hurt. But that's just something that you kind of have to get used to. And if you're doing really wrist-intensive workouts, you know, we can – you know, lower the weight, lower the volume, um, try some gear, you know, like some, uh, some wrist wraps or something to help with that. But what we're focusing on are true limitations with our body. So the primary issue that we see and the most likely culprit is your lats. Your lat runs from your, um, your armpit. It, it connects to your arm right behind your armpit and it goes all the way down to like the top of your butt, like on the outside. And if you were to pull into that lat position, you can feel that lat start stretching. So a lot of people, that is the primary issue that we have. The second most common is going to be a the inability to externally rotate the shoulder. Um, so when we externally rotate that shoulder, there, there's a lot of tension and we just can't move through full external rotation. That's the second most common. And then finally are the wrists. Everybody assumes the wrist is the issue. Generally speaking, it is not the issue. Are there times where the wrists are the issue? Absolutely, and we're gonna go over with some stuff to help with that. But generally, 
everybody has enough um, to get through that. All right, so that's identifying the issue. Where is that issue? Um, to, if you're not sure what that is, what your issue is, start from the top and work your way down. If you're trying to self, if you're trying to figure it out on your own. If you're just like not sure or you've just been struggling for this with a long time, that's when you start reaching out to a coach and uh, we can help you identify that issue and help you work through it. All right, so now <clears throat> what if I want, like I wanna improve my front rack, but like, like I don't need to improve my front rack. So it's something where it's more like I, I, I can, I wanna do some passive stuff for it. I wanna slowly over time get better at it. The first, and so all of the passive things we're gonna go over right now, it's stuff that isn't gonna take any additional time. You're, all, you're just gonna be focusing and more purposeful in what you're already doing. No additional time. So the first part is warming up. When you're warming up, stop going through the motions and focus and be purposeful on your limiting factor of your front rack. If there's a front rack in that, make sure to spend some time in it. You get to class a little bit early, work on some of the active stuff that were coming. Um, but basically, in the warm-up, be focused, be purposeful on focusing on that area that you need. Go through the warm-ups and actually, like, you should be breathing heavy. You should be, like, really feeling it. You should be, like, tired. You should be somewhat fatigued after warming up. That's how you know. When you're, when you're doing a workout, do you feel more mobile, <clears throat> flexible at the beginning or at the end? At the end, spend some time in those positions and really focus on moving through that full range of motion and pushing that, that, those lats and pushing that external rotation a little bit farther than you normally would. Simple, not easy. The second one is when we are working out, to train, not compete. You you guys hear me talk about this all the time. I've done posts or we've done podcasts in the in the past about it. Train, don't compete. If I have a not good front rack, and let's say I can only get two fingers on the bar when I front squat, and we're front squatting for a set of five, and I want to try and PR. If, my, if that is my absolute goal for that day, I'm gonna use two fingers. But if I wanna try and get better and, and, and in the long term, I want my squat to go up 50 pounds, not 10 pounds, then I need to start working on that front rack. So in order to do that, you know, when I'm front squatting, when I'm warming up, I'm gonna start with all of my fingers on the bar, right? I'm gonna start with getting, keeping that bar on my shoulders the whole time. I'm gonna do all the, I'm gonna focus on my technique and keeping that as long as I possibly can. On that last set of five, I'm gonna start with all my fingers on the bar and by the time I get to my third one, after that third one, my pinky pops off. That's all right, you, you still got better. Instead of starting with two, you, you had all your fingers on and just one popped off. You got better that day. You might not have lifted the, the
atheist, but you were able to improve your rack position for the long term. Train, don't compete. There are times you want to compete, but focus on that front rack when you have the opportunity to focus on it. Get harder, work for that better position, and keep that better position as long as you can. So those are our passive. Uh, well, another another example of the passive is external rotation. Like when we're working on dumbbell front squats, focusing on keeping the elbows out versus letting the elbows come in and just getting into um, um, into this internal rotation, this bad position here. Um, sorry, you're, you're listening to this, but we're trying to keep that chest up, those elbows out, and keep that external rotation. Same thing. You know, if you start. If you start losing that external rotation, drop the dumbbell, shake it out, and then get back on it, versus just hammering through it. All right, last part. This one's gonna be tough. I'm gonna talk about them, but in the in the notes below, in the notes below, I have some some links to videos, to so you can actually see the movements. So the active movements are things that you can are extra things that you should be doing that you can be doing adding to your program to fix or to work on uh, our, our issues that we have so additional stuff first off we can have some additional warm-up time um, and the point of the additional warm-up time is to create it in the short term it's to create temporary range of motion so when you do a stretch and you do a test retest Generally speaking, that is a, a short-term range of motion, a temporary increase in your range of motion. You're probably not gonna be able to keep that long-term. Like if you were to just rest for an hour and retest again, you're probably gonna have lo lost that range of motion that you just warmed up. And that's okay. Um, you know, if we're getting ready to do an open workout or a benchmark or something that we wanna do really good at, Focusing on some temporary range of motion can help you make help you perform the best that you can, and we do that all the time, which is fine. Um, to working on some of these movements that we talk about in a second can help with that. Doing some foam rolling beforehand can give you some temporary range of motion as well. <clears throat> now, before we get to those specific movements, when when we do these when we do these consistently that's when we get long-term range of motion improvements, not just temporary range of motion improvements. Does that make sense? So if you do it once or just on benchmark workouts, you'll, you'll get some temporary. But if you're consistently doing it, consistently working through those range of motions, that's when we're gonna see results, start getting it. So we're gonna start with the lats. Like I said, that is the most important, or that's the most common one. So the first one is we have a, uh, we're going to need a bench, a PVC, and a, uh, and a weight. And we are just doing a laying lat stretch. So you're going to lay on the bench, you're going to take that uh, PVC in your arms, and you're going to hold it like you're doing a push-up, or sorry, like a bench press, and you're just going to take it behind your head and just let that pull on your lats and just bring it back up, doing a negative uh, on the way down, and then coming back up on a relatively slow pace. Um, it is really helpful. So the laying PVC latch stretch is a great movement. Um, the next one, um, 
you probably don't really need to see a video, but we do have one, which is a chin-up negative with a pause at the bottom. You do not need a chin-up to do this. You can jump up to it and then control that descent and then just a slight hold at the bottom. That controlled movement on the way down is gonna help lengthen that lat. And over time, that's gonna help like a, lengthen it. And we're gonna be able to increase that range of motion through it. So a chin-up negative and then add a pause to the bottom of it. We do that every once in a while in classes um, to really warm up those lats and open those shoulders up. Um, that, that shoulder, uh, that chin up, actually also works on your external rotation as well. How about that? Um, <clears throat> very similar to the laying PVC um, lat stretch is a dumbbell pullover. Um, we use that every once in a while for um, pull-up <clears throat> modifications. And it's another one, it's, it's kind of the same thing as the negative, we're kind of controlling that down, and then we're coming up, all right? So uh, the dumbbell pullover is a really good movement as well. So those are our lats. For external rotation, um, and there's, there's a million movements that we can do, exercises. You can, you know, Google, you know, lat mobility, lat flexibility, and find a million. We're just, I'm just giving some of my favorites. There's obviously tons out there. Um, the next one is external rotation. Um, so I, I picked two for this one. Uh, the PVC external rotation. Um, so th this one we're kind of putting the PVC behind our uh, tricep, behind our elbow, and we're just kind of pulling, using that leverage of the PVC to create some external rotation on our shoulder. And we're just spending some time there and then relaxing and going back into it and doing that on both sides. So, you know, holding it for, you know, five to ten seconds, giving it a little bit of uh, torque, a little bit of little bit of something on there <clears throat> and then relaxing. The next one is a laying dumbbell external rotation. So basically you're, you're laying on your side, you have a dumbbell and you're keeping your elbow pinned to your side and then you're lifting that dumbbell as high as you can, um, holding it there and we're just trying to go up and down. Um, and that one is definitely one that you should probably view the video of. Um, just to warn you, I am laying on the ground in a very sensual pose doing external rotation with the dumbbell, so um, just be careful. Um, external rotation, those are two big ones. Again, there's tons of them out there. Chin-ups can definitely help as well. Um, those dumbbell front squats can help as well, up and out. Next are the wrists. We have two for this one. Um, the first one is just a standard um, palm on the floor wrist and forearm stretch. And you're just gonna kinda hold it with the other arm and just kinda hit some semicircles, kinda relax, go back into it, just kinda keep moving, finding those little areas that are tight and just kinda keep working on that. Um, that's a really good stretch. We do that one a lot in class as well. Um, again, that one is kinda hard to just talk about. It's a really easy, it's very simple when you see it on the video, so make sure to check that one out. And the last one is a banded distraction so we like this for the ankle as well a completely separate idea but the, um, doing distraction work on the ankles the hips and the wrists are really really nice um, there's also some band stuff you can do for the shoulder as well for external rotation um, but anyway wrist distraction we're kind of doing the same thing as the wrist and forearm stretch but it's just the opposite direction that that band should be on the front of your wrist and you're just bending that wrist forward and you're just going through some range of motion. That band gives you a little bit of resistance and, and lets you get a little bit deeper into that area. And with, the, with the back of the wrist, the band doesn't really do much, so it doesn't really help there. 
So those are the two movements for the wrists. All right, so let's bring it all together. We have some passive, we have some active stuff that we can do. If we want the best results, what should we be doing? We should be doing both of them. Um, make sure we're IDing the issue. Make sure we know what our issue is. Is it the lats or is it the rotation, uh, external rotation? Is it both? Is it all three? Is it the wrists as well? But make sure we know what to attack. You're not just doing these blindly, right? Um, so those, those are the two big takeaways. And the last one is um, if you need help, we're here to help. Um, that's what we do. That's, that's why we do this. We, we enjoy helping and we love doing it. So if you need some help, let us know. Um, and get some accessory stuff going. We can do some one-on-one -on -one stuff uh, and really figure out what's going on. Um, what, what, what kind of things um, are you guys struggling with? What, 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 uh, what do I need to do next? What, what positions should I do? One on overhead, overhead squats. Should I do one on? Uh, actual squatting of like the hips we could do one on the hips we could do one on the shoulders what what are you guys struggling with right now let me know don't forget opens coming up if you uh want to work on some skills let me know and uh, we could set some up i think that's all we have today guys i really 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 appreciate all of you checking this out taking your time out of your day to listen to some guy i appreciate it and uh, cheers.